We are reading and discussing from this kitab and the title of the kitab is Tahul Mu'amalat Correction of monetary dealings that our person deals monetarily, financially and the avenues of sustenance and rosy when it comes to a person's income to the demand of sharia that it be 100% halal 100% permissible is not tainted with any type of haram and also to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Quran Sharif لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not burden a person more than he can handle Allah will not burden a person Allah will not obligate a person more or beyond his capacity so when it comes to sustenance and earning a livelihood a person may be going through a difficult time a rough patch but this is all a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this dunya is darul Imtihan is a place of test, examination, and that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pre-warned us that I will test you. I will test you. So when the test will come, the ulama explained we should not flare up and lose patience and begin to ask why. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doing it like this? Why is it taking so long? Why things aren't opening up? Why these conditions are coming upon me? By default, this worldly life is difficult. The creator of insan and the creator of this world already declared that we made insan to live in difficulty, in turmoil. By default, life will be like that. If life is easy, then a person should be even more worried. But how come it's so easy? And they say sometimes a person might make another person's life easy to catch him sometime to catch him out, to pull the carpet from below his feet. If things are getting too easy, and then a person with that easiness of his is going into a haram, then this is a bigger test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah ta'ala has given that person now respite, and Allah ta'ala is testing him to see how far he's going to go in his haram activities. To continue this chapter, the impermissible wealth and its forms, that a person, what impermissible items are there out in the market, or occupations, and work and its different forms. The last time we discussed when it comes to wealth earned through bribery. This has become something very, very common. They just, they just give the person a certain amount of money, let the work get done at least. There are times in Sharia where a person is permitted to give a hadiyah, to give a gift. When it's totally haram. Your ulama explain for more detail, we can ask the ulama ikram. That when a person is entitled to a certain right, is entitled to a certain right, being a citizen of the country, being a person living in a certain place, he's entitled to have a certain right and that right is being suppressed by certain authorities. Then to get that right, it will be permissible to pay a certain amount of money to get his right. But if it's not his right, but he wants to have it, he wants it his way, then to bribe will be totally impermissible. Nabi Ali sallallahu alayhi said the one who bribes and the one bribed are both in the fire of Jahannam. Tabarani. The one who bribes and the one bribed are both in the fire of Jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala curses the one who bribes and the one the one who bribes and the one who is bribed. They are under the curse of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. The curse of Allah is very severe. Sometimes we take it to be very light. Allah Ta'ala's curse. 
But if a person like his mother tells him, I curse you, he says, this is maki la'anat, my mother cursed me. Or my father cursed me. Allah Ta'ala says, my curse. Leave your parents, it is the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah Ta'ala curses someone, it actually means that Allah removes that person from his divine rahmat and mercy. You're out of my rahmat. Al-bu'du an rahmatillah. That a person like is distant from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reality is that the only reason we are alive right now, despite all our evil deeds, is through the rahmat of Allah. It's only the mercy of Allah. To be able to wake up in the morning and continue our daily activities. Only the rahmat of Allah. It's nothing else. To the extent Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam said to us, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anham, the day of qiyamah, I will enter into jannah only to the rahmat of Allah. Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam, only to the rahmat of Allah. So for a person now to destroy that protection of the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for little gain of this worldly life, that is not a bargain. There's a curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fourth type of impermissible sustenance and wealth and income, passing off imitation items, passing off imitation items as original or branded goods. One will have to return the difference if this has been done. It should be clear this is imitation, fake. Whether we can sell or not, also ask ulama ikram to what extent it is permissible. But the person is lying. He says, no, genuine. He may be saying it's genuine, but that's a genuine lie also. It's not genuine goods, fake. We should make it clear to the person, it's imitation. It's not branded. Otherwise, this income will be haram, it will be tainted. The sixth type of impermissible wealth to deceive by showing expenses as more than they actually are. Example, a person sends another to a certain city and says, I will, I will bear whatever expenses are incurred. I will bear whatever expenses are incurred. For example, Hajj Badal, person sends someone for Hajj for example, and he says, whatever the expenses are, I will cover it. I will cover the expenses. So if the expenses of accommodation, food, transport, etc., amount to 900 rands. The person shows the expense to be 1000. This is impermissible. And he's taking 100 rand now for himself. He said it was a profit. Said a profit is haram. It's not permissible. The extra 100 is haram. Also another point comes out over here. The person requests you to buy a certain item for him. And as a friend or relative, he asks you, do me a favor, certain item right now, would you buy it for me please? Possibly you have a contact, you might get it cheaper, etc. Or just purchase it for me. And out of a favor he asks you, and you do it as a favor also. So you buy, you go to purchase an item, 1000 rand, because you know the shopkeeper gave you a discount, 800 rand. The 200 rand discount. So you think to yourself, that actually I'm entitled to 200 rand. Because he knew me, so I will pocket the 200 rand that is haram. Because you're doing this as a favor for that person. So whatever favorable amount you got also at discount, that should be passed on now to the friend of yours. You cannot pocket the 200 rand. Yes, if you told him that uh, you asking me to purchase a certain item for you, I will purchase, I make it clear that I'm doing this as a business transaction. It's not a favor. If it's a favor, and he said, Jazakallah, you did me a favor, then you can't take that extra money. Therefore, you should make it clear that as a representative, as a wakil, oh, I'm doing it now in capacity of a business deal. Whatever discount is, then I can keep the discount. I can keep the discount. Otherwise, it should be handed over to the person who asked me to do the favor. Allah Ta'ala give us so to make a man to Stay inshallah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala.